Do they know the company they work for and everything it stands for? Because some may say that it's not important that they do, but I would strongly disagree with that. Hello and welcome back to episode six of the Get Real About Marketing podcast. I'm back with Em. And today we're talking about building brand identity in real estate, which is a topic that we have got masses of experience in as an agency that operate in the property sector. So we're we're going to be talking about why um, property companies build a brand, why it's important that they have that brand and the different elements that make up the brand. So this applies to estate agents, student accommodation operators, managers, um, those individual buildings, as well as build to rent and buy to let landlords as well. Um, anybody with a small to substantial portfolio, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to start off with, let's talk about what brand identity actually is. Because it's twofold, isn't it? It's visual yeah. and emotional. Um, and obviously, from our perspective, the output that we achieve for a client is the visual. Yeah. That's what they see. The majority of people not working in our industry, but working in the real estate industry, take away what we've created for them as the visual, the brand guidelines, the logo that side of things. But actually, when we're putting it together, we're thinking about who's going to see this, what do they need to get out of it? And so that's where we come back to mission, vision and values. I think it's really important that those things are included because I think there's a bit of a stigma around mission, vision and values in the there's no purpose for them. Businesses just pop them in strategies for yeah, I agree. Banks <laughs> just in the cover Yeah, absolutely. But from our perspective, it's actually really important because we can create a brand that represents the actual business yeah. and what it stands for and what it means and what it's going to do for its buyers, renters. So I think when we're we're asking the question, what is brand identity? You really need to look at two things. And that is that it is recognized and remembered. Those are the two things that I think you need to go into any branding project thinking, I need to accomplish a brand that is going to be recognizable and remembered by the right people. And that's where the vision and values come into play. You create a brand around your customer demographic. So you want something that's going to resonate with them. So you do that through the visual and you create an emotional connection. So how do we do that? It's through the recognition, the credibility and the trust of the business. So we need to build that into the brand. And we do that through highlighting any awards, any existing reputation that the company has And through any awards or any existing reputation that the business has, we need to build that into the brand. So it is recognized as part of that brand and that brand can leverage that reputation um, to tell the story of why it exists. So I think as we go through the pod, we'll... We'll talk about um, elements like satellite brands, for example. We work with a lot of national um, developers, national house builders who have that national presence or international presence. And this is why it's important 
to include that identity for each localized region so that it, you can boost awareness with the right demographic and build in local heritage and links to what's happening locally or specific to the actual site in terms of where it's actually being built, what that area used to be um, and that sort of thing. So that's what brand identity is in a nutshell. Yeah, but often what people think brand is, is just visuals. Like we said, but it's not just visuals, but that's what people see and that's what they service level think it is so names colors logos that are associated with brands that's often what people just think the brand is so we've got some examples here so one based in liverpool called scouse house love it which is a great name yeah it is yeah S-K-A-U-S, A-U-S. for anyone searching h-a-u-s yeah so the brand is you know it's really bright colors it's it makes you feel happy if you go and have a look at it. it's really a really nice brand And they're all about transforming people's lives and happiness and bringing through that Liverpool spirit and positive energy, which I think is really good. And I love that. Yeah. So contrasting to that, let's have a look at something that's a bit more luxury feel, a bit calmer. Yeah. Not as crazy. Yeah, calm. Um, And this one's called The Paddock, which is in Cumbria, Carlisle. They are a, a luxury development yeah new homes this is the brand we created uh, in the past couple of years and we created it with all the local elements in mind such as it's next to a race course so for the logo we went with a uh, hoof representing the horses race course similar to that also the color green representing the countryside so a lot of that comes into it, but along with that, they're big on sustainability and values. When we chose the images, we were looking for, you know, ones that represented the product luxury feel. So yeah, we built the brand based off of that and I think it's a great brand. Looks bloody good. It looks really, really good. So I think it really um exudes luxury yeah. as well. When yeah, you when you look does. at it when you look at how it's been applied to the website and the collateral, we've now we marketed this uh, brand for a while and it's now been passed back to the developer. But you can still see mm. what was in mind when creating that brand, what you want the end user, the yeah. potential homeowners to feel you can still feel that, yeah. I think. So they were two, you know, smaller developments, but onto some big ones that everybody will probably know, a recognisable brand is Story Homes. So they utilise their highlights to show each individual home development. And it is really nice because you can easily scroll through, have a look at the homes in that development and it works well. Yeah. So earlier on when we were saying it's really important to have the national brand and also the localised feel, I like the way that they've applied that through social media. Um, It doesn't necessarily have the logo stamped on it. It has you know the picture of a house from each development with the location that it's from and you can look at pictures specific to that and everything that's in there even if it's a building site that's not yet finished yeah yeah, because of what they've chosen in terms of style you know what you're going to be moving into yeah because it represents that particular satellite brand 
Yeah, it works well. Uh, another one that does it a bit differently is Taylor Wimpy, and they use their highlights in a different way, but it's to showcase the interior design options which you can pick for a new build, mm-hmm. which, again, I think is a good one because I think that's something that people might forget they can almost do. Yeah, and also the interiors from a property branding side of things mm. play a massive yeah. part in how people feel. It affects your photography, mm. your videography. Um, if you're doing fly-throughs or walk-throughs of a development, that's representing every single other property in that development. So, you know, we do property staging and we know how long it can take to yeah. storyboard and select all of the items that go into an interior design pack. So for them to showcase that, I think it really gives potential buyers a um, a look mm. behind the scenes yeah. almost to, to see what they can have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last example is actually another smaller Boutique. Boutique development, but oh, it is a lovely brand. It is really, really nice. They're called Bentier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's luxury. <laughs> yeah, it's luxury. But the, the nice thing they do is each of their different house types, they really personalise it. So it's got their own section on the website. They've got their own pictures, bit of information. And they've also got an illustration for each property type, which is a really nice touch too. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really nice. It screams luxury as well. Do you know what I could see people doing is influencers buying these Mm -hmm. homes or whoever is buying these homes using that icon as their highlight to showcase the home. You You know, I, for example, have one for the dogs yeah one for the house that would be the house yeah yeah icon, wouldn't it? Really nice, yeah. yeah so that's a lot of the time people do, do just think it is the visuals and they obviously play a massive part and you know these there's more so many more examples but these are just a few we picked out which we feel do it really well but obviously more comes to what the brand is and what the brand identity is yeah and i think um there are a couple of companies that achieve that and then there are those that have taken it one step further to build their entire business around the next step which is that emotional element how does the brand make you feel um so one company in particular that i know of is fat properties in lancaster and their tagline is designed for well-being i love everything about this company husband and wife team Mm. They put their family out there. They showcase that they are people building and designing for other people with their well-being in mind. And I think a lot of people, if they did get into the nitty gritty, would get a lot out of that. However, let's face it, students, which is who they're catering for, um, are probably going to look for the best price. Yeah, Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing with these. Obviously, it's really nice that they care about well-being and stuff, but for their target audience being students and they are really nice student homes I would pick them for sure they're really nice but I think price point is probably I think it's still okay yeah I don't think that no I don't think they're overpriced I don't think they're but obviously students yeah it's more mindful well so I think students are going to look for that price point we've both been there it's a big deal when you're you know 18 to 22 and you're looking for somewhere to live you want somewhere that ticks all of these boxes and I'm sure one of them is that you want it to be a place that you can study in relax in you know have fun in but that is a nice place to be 
but I imagine still top of the list is price, location, um, and then amenities. But can you imagine that amazing surprise when you go for your viewing and it's a home that's been designed specifically yeah. for you? And what do they say? That they want to make a positive impact on the world through property development. And I think they really do achieve that. So I just think they're a great example of a company who are property developers. They're not a branding agency. They're property developers. However, they have crafted a brand um, that incorporates their passion for designing for well-being and they've incorporated it into their brand. So if you do look into it, you'll see that... Yes, there's a logo, but actually what represents their brand is their product. So just going back to what I'd said earlier about influencers and using that icon on their highlights, I do also think that another element of that, and I think this incorporates look and feel and emotional side of things, is who represents the brand. Because honestly, that that entity becomes the brand would you agree yeah I think it's really important to if you are going to work with influencers pick ones like you say that represent your brand well represent your message well as well yeah so for example when we're creating a brand yes we create all of the assets yes we create the guidelines and we say this is how it is to be used however there are other ways that people can engage with your brand and it may be that that's the first time the first touch point that some people have with your brand so let's talk influencers for example spitfire is a good example here house builder in the south of england um use influencers to showcase their home and i think they do it in such a natural authentic way obviously it is orchestrated but i'll put a link to the example that i'm thinking of and it's somebody that i follow so obviously i i work in the property world but i actually came across this because it's somebody that i follow on instagram it's a a young woman with two children and she viewed a house with her children and it's just a really lovely um tour of her kind of looking around not doing that you know sort of knowing nod and looking in cupboards she's actually you know using the house as she would Um, and the kids i mean let's face it they're just they don't know what they're there to do they're just running around and being excited and you know picking a room and whatever and it's um that's nicer because that's that's probably quite realistic if you were exactly. to go to view a house yeah, exactly. kids, they probably would be running around into each room the thought of spitfire homes as a result of it mm-hmm. is everything that i remember about that particular person and the posts and the stories that she puts on. So she's quite a fun person. She's quite a youthful person. Um, She's a teacher, um, a mother, quite wholesome, I would say, and positive. And that stayed with me about Spitfire from one video. So I think it's really important to just remember that going back to what you want to achieve from creating a brand in real estate is to be recognised and be remembered who represents your brand Mm. is both of those things. So another example from an estate agency perspective is a company called Whitaker and Biggs, um, who are based in Staffordshire and Cheshire. And they utilise one of their staff members to manage their social media. She's quite active on stories. And the thing that I really love about that isn't just about the visibility, 
because that's digital marketing. You know, that's that's a different topic altogether. But this person is consistent. Um, and from my interaction with this estate agency, Paula, who is the lady that they use on their socials, represents what that business actually offers which is to be knowledgeable, to be relatable. They're not elitist. They're not unapproachable. It's just a nice, friendly, knowledgeable company. And that's what you get through the social. So again, that representation through consistency is the brand. And I think just talking about who represents the brand, it comes to customer service as well. Mm. say this all the time with marketing, um, with social media, but... That representation is your brand. So how are customers being responded to? What is the staff feedback or the team feedback of site teams? If it's a development, you know, the show home, how are people being responded to? Um, Be it good or bad, you know, are the team that are responding knowledgeable are they representing your brand in the right tone do they even know what the tone is so that's another area that i say fits into emotional versus visual is the tone of voice does the business know what the tone of voice of the brand is does the business know what your vision is what your values are do they know the company they work for and everything it stands for because some may say that it's not important that they do but i would strongly disagree with that i think it's really important that they understand who they work for what they stand for what they're representing and selling or renting and then how they relay that Mm. just going back to those touch points and how people interact and engage with the brand the first point of contact may be them walking into a show home so not only is it the roller banner, the logo outside, the furniture within it. It's the people, their tone, how they address you. You know, you might want them to come across a little bit elitist. You know, is this product for a very luxury high end audience? It's not for everybody. But then that might be the total opposite of what you want them to achieve. But those people do represent the brand. And I'd like to understand how. Um, how that happens you know do you supply them a copy of the brand Mm -hmm. do you supply them a copy of the tone of voice do you supply them a script or a crib sheet which is fine but if there's no context to it then what's the point they're just being told this is what you say so I think it's important to consider all of those things um, when you put any brand together and not just stop at okay we've got a logo we've got a tagline we've got our font sorted there's more to it Because at the end of the day, the end customer, the end user, as always, is a person. So just finishing off from earlier about the visual elements of a brand, what it would be nice to see going forward is some music in homes. You know, when you walk in, if they have some music that's kind of recognisable, not playing the same song over and over again, but... When you say recognisable, do you mean recognisable to the brand? Yeah. Or they've got Radio 1 on. No, I wouldn't do a radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, if they set 
yeah. um, a, a style of music. Yeah. It sets the scene, it sets the tone, yeah, it does. and then they replicate that. If it's a house builder, they replicate that throughout their yeah. developments. If it's a student accommodation, mm. yeah, you, you probably go for something a bit different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something quite uplifting. Um, and again, they could replicate that throughout buildings, or at least the same um, sort of mm. style. Yeah, um, to create a bit of an experience that you relate back yeah. to that brand yeah, yeah I agree. and something that hospitality do but we're yet to see is a signature scent which i think would be a really really good one to yeah. to do you know have a signature scent throughout all of your homes and people relate to it people think back to a scent you know takes you back it does take <laughs> you remember back. a scent it does take you back actually there's a hotel in london it's not a particularly high-end one but they have a signature scent I just love it. Whenever I go back, I'm pretty sure I stand in the lobby for a bit too long, you know, just taking it in. But if I were to smell that anywhere else, I would think back there. I don't think that I would because it's only in theirs. However, I'm sat here now talking Mm. about it. I'm not talking about any other. It's obviously made a good impression on you. And it's not just about finding a reed diffuser from (laughs) (laughs) V&M. No. It's about, you know putting some thought behind what your scent wants to be. Yeah, what do you want people to feel when they come in? You know, do you want them to feel uplifted and, you know, a bit of a spring in their step? Mm -hmm. Because I do think that a good scent can do that. Or do you want it to kind of have a nice musky, Mm. you know, cosy feel to it? And I suppose you can think about the time of year for that and also what the product is and what the property type is and kind of you know link them together as well and that can form part of brand creation yeah, yeah. you know so that can sit right at the beginning and as part of your brief that you want to achieve this so it's just thinking outside of the box a little bit yeah i was going to say that thinking outside the yeah. box okay so i mean i think i hope that we've added some value there to to anybody that's thinking of creating a brand in the process at the moment or works in the industry to draw outside the lines a little bit of your logo and and get those other bits and bring them in to to really kind of build on that identity and what your brand is but just to touch on some of those key points that we've discussed i think it's important to remember the global brand is important for trust and recognition and credibility but also the local development specific brand identities are so vital for that local connection and links to heritage you know, those identities with local links are so vital for estate agents, for example, as a company who aren't building a development and then moving on to the next town. They're working in that town for the long term. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really important that their brand represents them where they are, you know, how they feel about their community. Um The other one is obviously industry awards, which are important, but industry accreditations, I think, are more important to offer credibility. So that's for the buyers and the renters to kind of get that credibility and that recognition. So quite a few brands don't actually lead with these. But I do think that if they chose to do that and they explain them well, that it's not a bad route to take because consumers look for those accreditation marks as a, an expert way of knowing, okay, so this this is a good brand, this is yeah. a decent brand. <clears throat> reliable. This is a reliable brand, exactly. So, for example, National House Builders Association, you know, if you form part of that, tell people why yeah. and what it means rather than just putting the logo on your collateral and on your website, you know. The same with this whole conversation. Put it into context. Mm. 
And then finally, just that people think that brand is a logo, that it's a color or a font, but it's actually every single touch point, including customer reviews, feedback, how a company responds to it, in which tone of voice, who represents it. So lots to consider and lots to take in. But um, some really great brands out there yeah, that are doing yeah, really renowned ones. Yeah. So we'll share some of the ones that we've talked about. Um, and we hope you got a lot out of this. Yeah. I got we'll, one. Yeah, I think so. I've reminded myself of some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening and we'll speak soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.